Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I am so excited to have you here today. This is part one of my conversation with Nikki Hardy. This is author spotlight number six, and I am so excited to have Nikki Hardy here today. She is super inspiring, you all. Wow. She is an author, she is an inspirational speaker, and she's a thriver. She is a rectal cancer thriver. She is the author of the book, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart. And this is one of those interviews where I definitely listen to the whole thing. I often tell people, oh, either part, start with either one, either one first. This one, you want to start at the beginning here. Start at part one. That's this episode right now. And I'm really excited for you to hear from Nikki about how we can thrive in any season, even when things are really difficult. And Nikki has lived through the, some really difficult things in this life. And she is so, so encouraging. I took so many notes, so definitely have a pen and paper out. Um, or if you're driving, that's okay. Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you through Nikki. She is really, really incredible. And here's just a few of the nuggets of wisdom she shares in this interview. Life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And we can replace the rubbish with truth. And you'll see why she uses that word in a minute when you hear from her. Um, flipping the script on our life, talking about what we get to do. And just really embracing hardship, being grateful for the hard things in our life. And at the same time, recognizing that it's hard and it's okay that it's hard. It's okay to wonder where God is, but we still have to believe that he is good and he wants us to have an abundant life in the midst of the different storms of life. So I cannot wait for you to hear from Nikki Hardy an encouraging speaker, author, and thriver. Enjoy, friends. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. Yes, you're so welcome. So everybody, this is Nikki Hardy. She is a thriver. She is an author of the book, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart. And she is an inspirational speaker. And so I'm excited to have you here today, Nikki, to talk about how we can thrive in all seasons and especially in difficult seasons in our life. So could you just start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your journey with cancer and then really sharing the mission behind everything that you do? Yeah, sure. So as people can tell, as soon as I open my mouth that I'm from the deep south, <laughs> but of England. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we came over from um, London to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where we now live about 14 years ago to plant a church. So we are church planters and um, we came over here when our kids were eight, six and three. So we had small ones and we planted City Church here in Charlotte. But just before I had left the UK. We had spent two years in Oxford at seminary there. And um, just before then, my mum had passed away from cancer. And so that had been terribly difficult, not just 
because of walking through cancer with somebody and obviously then losing her to cancer. But we were living in Oxford, England, and she lived in Vancouver, Canada. So we had that really difficult um, geographical distance that made it very hard emotionally as well as practically to, to love her well. And then um, about, gosh, a couple of years after moving here, my sister Jo was diagnosed as well with the same thing. They both had small cell aggressive lung cancer. And if you know anything about lung cancer, mm -hmm. those are pretty brutal kinds of lung cancer. And um, sweet Jo passed away New Year's Eve 2011-12 when everybody else was watching the ball drop and clinking champagne and hugging everyone. We were holding Jo's hand as she passed away. And then just six weeks later, so I was still reeling from losing Joe and again, another long distance caring relationship. Um, my sister Joe lived in um, England and by then I was over here in Charlotte. And so once again, had that difficult um, business of trying to love someone from a distance, um, I was diagnosed. And mine wasn't lung cancer like this, definitely mine was rectal cancer. And so as you can imagine, it felt like the heat seeking missile of death from our family had locked in on me or more specifically my rear end. And I just couldn't believe that it was now my turn. And um, it just, it, it, was, it was a really difficult time. And as you can imagine, it was a really difficult time for my dad. It was a really difficult time for my other sister and my husband and, um, and our kids at that time as well. And so what came out of that, and I'm sure we'll go into this, is um, a journey through which I, you know, I'm a Brit with a stiff and perfectly waxed upper lip. And I was determined to survive. But if anyone who's had cancer or knows someone with cancer knows, you can just get into this survival mode where surviving is all you're doing. And it's, on the one hand, it's really helpful because we need to be strong and we need to be able to, you know, just hunker down and survive. But at the same time, I was running on fumes and wondering where God was and um, where his abundant life was. And so after a journey of not wanting to just survive, but to thrive, um, I, I learned how to do that. And now that's what I do. I write and I speak about meeting people when life's not fair for whatever reason. Um, you know, life can unravel in an instant or slowly over time. And I meet people in that place and encourage them that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And then I help people go and live it and not wait for life to get better. So I'm really passionate about helping people thrive and not just survive. Yes, you have an incredible story and it, it hits close to home for me since my mom is in the midst of battling her very rare um, cancer. and it's just, you're right. You can, you can get in the survival mode where you forget that life is meant to be lived to the full, even in those really, really painful, difficult seasons. And as you very well know, and I'm sure a lot of listeners know too, the journey with cancer is not a smooth one. 
um, there is pain, but we are meant to, like you said, thrive in that pain and God wants us to have an abundant life. So let's start with what it means to thrive and really live that full abundant life with God. You know, what does that look like practically speaking? Cause it sounds really nice, but, but what does that mean? What does it look like? Yeah, I think you're so right that it can sound so great, but it also can sound so unobtainable because mm -hmm. it sounds so happy and skippy and perfect and like there is no pain. And so mm -hmm. we don't equate thriving with any kind of hardship. But here's the thing about God's abundant life and what we as people and society have done to it, if you like, he said that he came to give us life and life in all its fullness or, you know, live abundantly. And so as society, we have equated that with this happy, skippy, healthy, wealthy, glossy, pain-free life that we've been watching on ads and movies and now social media for forever. And we compare our broken, messy, painful life with other people's seemingly wonderful lives. And, and so we think, well, I, I've just got to wait for this difficult time to be over in order to live abundantly, like God said. I must be in those storms and the troubles he also said that we would experience. And when I was going through my cancer journey, I met fellow cancer survivors who didn't call themselves cancer survivors. They called themselves cancer thrivers. And there was something in me as I was, you know, running on fumes at my lowest, just trying to hold it all together, that it ignited something in me. And I was like, I want that. I want what they have. They weren't faking it. They weren't saying life's fine, you know, and just being in denial. They were saying, yes, life stinks. It hurts. I'm scared. I don't know whether I have a future, but I'm jolly well going to grab the most out of the life that I'm leading right now. It's not going to be glossy. It's not going to be perfect, but I'm going to find the peace and the comfort and the strength and the laughter and the joy and the connection and the intimacy right where I am. And so I really came to see that where we have separated what Jesus said, you know, the abundant life and the storms, we've kind of separated them to opposite ends of the room, like quarreling siblings or in different kind of time zones. But I really believe he was saying, no, in the midst of the storm, there is abundant life. You know, my grace is sufficient. My, you know, my power is made perfect in your weakness. That's where the good stuff happens. And so really a thriving life in amidst whatever's happening in your life, whether it's a cancer diagnosis, a divorce, um, you know, in the middle of the Corona virus that um, has got us all kind of stuck in different parts of the country and we can't go and see family that's precious to us or, you know, we've lost our jobs. There is life even in this um, time of struggle. He does have more for us. He always has more for us. And so that's what I really love to encourage people about and then equip people 
to go and live it and not wait for it because off in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do we do that? You know, how do you equip people and how, how do we go and live it? Um, you know, what, what do we do? How do we, how do we thrive in the midst of those really hard seasons, which I bet a lot of people right now are going through because that's just life, right? There are hard seasons. If it's not a cancer diagnosis, it's, um, it's a huge life change. It's the loss of a job. It's the loss of a meaningful relationship. There's so much loss in this life. And yet, like you said, in the midst of the storm, there is abundant life. So how do we do that? How do we how do we thrive? How do you find ways to thrive in your life amidst these really hard times? Mm. Well, I, I go into this in my book. You mentioned it at the beginning, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart. And it's really the book I wish I had had <laughs> when I was journeying through cancer. And I wanted to write a book that was part BFF, you know, I needed a best friend. I needed, not that my friends weren't great, but in a, in a book, I needed someone who got where I was and who was down to earth and not super spiritual. I needed um, someone, a book that was kind of part spiritual cheerleader, part spiritual coach uh, and super practical because it was almost as if I knew in my head what I needed to do, but I, I didn't know how to do it in that circumstance. Um, it, it's so what I what I go through is, first of all, we have to address the kind of the rubbish we believe when our world falls apart, you know, things mm -hmm. like it's all my fault. It's never going to change or my whole life is affected. Those are um, three core beliefs that a psychologist called Martin Seligman um, discovered when he was researching trauma and resilience. And then there's a whole load of stuff, a whole load of rubbish that we believe about God, you know. He's up and left. He's abandoned me. He's angry. Um, you know, he's helping more spiritual people that don't, you know, argue with their kids on the way to church or, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. And so we've got to deal with this rubbish that's getting in the way. And we need to figure out what those things are that we believe about ourselves and about God and then replace them with truth. And so once we've done that, it's almost as if we've laid the foundations and then we can start doing practical things to help us thrive and grab hold of all God has for us uh, right in the middle of where we are. So I lay them out as seven tools, if you like, or seven practices, and they are choose brave. And when I say choose brave, I'm not talking about, you know, putting on your big girl undies and, um, you know, jumping out of an airplane or those kind of things. I'm talking about small acts of intentional bravery that walk us towards a fuller life rather than away from it. So maybe for someone listening, that is a difficult conversation with a boss or getting up in the morning when their depression hits hard or saying yes to building a fort with their, you know, young child when they, their new babies kept them up and awake all night. You know, there are small acts of bravery that we can choose that have nothing to do with the genes we're born, you know, we're born with or how willing we are to step into danger, but have everything to do with walking a path that will lead us towards more life and towards more connection and intimacy with others and with God 
those kind of things and, and not a way. And then I talk about trusting God. And for me, that was something that I knew I needed to do. I just didn't know how to do because I was mad at him. I didn't know if I could trust him anymore. You know, this had happened after all we'd done for him. Um, you know, we'd moved across the world for him, not just across country. And my mom and my sister had died. And it was like, God, I don't even know if I can trust you anymore. How do I rebuild that trust? And so I go into a deeply kind of step-by-step, five-step process that I had to teach myself in order to plan to trust him and to then trust the plan in order to trust him. You know, it's like, you know, I believe, help my unbelief. I trust, help my lack of trust. Um, And then I talk about, you know, finding community and being vulnerable, you know, even our stiff upper lips need chapstick. (laughs) And then I talk about um, embracing the journey and practicing gratitude and reaching out. Um, And so each one of those within the book has a bit of my story, a bit of a biblical um, woman, an often forgotten woman of the Bible, actually, um, and then somebody else's story. And so I think it's as we find community and we we go to God in our vulnerability and we have safe people we can be vulnerable with and we choose to be grateful even for the hard stuff and we flip the script on our life and you know I had to learn to say not I've got to go to chemo but I get to go to chemo there are drugs that are going to help me live longer and hopefully you know cure this thing um and and then you know reaching out to others I felt like and this is so embarrassing to admit like but I was like I my world has shattered. I can't be the glue in somebody else's life. I can't help anyone else right now. But I learned Mm. that small acts of kindness would bless me and fill me up way more than anyone, you know, what I gave out. So those are some of the practical things that I do. And I still do because, you know, life has a habit of shaking and crumbling on the on the daily. So um, I have Mm -hmm. to often sit down with myself and preach to myself (laughs) yes wow that is incredible Nikki I'm just sitting here just taking so many notes just soaking it in just feeling like God really inspired this book I mean this is just I recommend everybody listening go out and get this book it's just so amazing just these these steps that you've given they're just so practical, but also just so profound. I mean, you could just spend years working on each one, right? I mean, it's just incredible. Absolutely incredible, Nikki. Okay, that's the end of part one. Definitely tune into part two now. Nikki has some encouragement for you. And in case you want to get her book right now, if you were listening in real time, hop on it because the ebook. The Kindle version on Amazon or wherever you get ebooks online is only $1.99 right now. I picked up my copy. Go pick up yours and now go listen to part two of my conversation with Nikki Hardy. Bye for now.